Hey everybody, this is Tanner coming to you for the future. I just wanted to talk about something that we put in the Twitter for the show, but figured we should probably say in the podcast proper as well. Um, this podcast is officially an apartheid-free zone. Uh, what that means is that this podcast is not producing content with materials or services that support Israeli settlement, and we are not partnering knowingly with or accepting sponsorships from anyone who supports Israeli settlement. Um, this is part of a movement that the uh, Palestinians especially are trying to get going called BDS, which stands for Boycott Divestment Sanctions, essentially a movement to try and get people to stop putting money towards Israel-produced products because pretty much all of that money is funneled into the military and all the military does is commit war crimes in Palestine. So, we are committing ourselves to not doing anything involved with Israeli products and if we find out that something we have been using or that a guest that we planned on bringing on supports Israeli settlement, then we will stop that, we will cancel that, it will not be on our podcast. And while this movement does focus on Palestine, it is important to reject all settler states, and that does include Canada and the United States. Um, obviously, it's a little bit more difficult to boycott products produced from there, but putting energy towards supporting First Nations people and contacting government officials and pushing them towards protecting and increasing the rights that the indigenous populations of your country have is an important step as well. So, thank you for listening, and on with the show! Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Hello, everybody, and welcome to Loser Like Me. This is a Glee recap. This is a Glee recap podcast, and my name is Christina. I use she/her pronouns, and I believe in Jesus. <laughs> I'm Tanner. They, them, and I am not a sandwich. I am simply using the sandwich as a medium to communicate to you. <laughs> and we have a guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I wasn't ready with the with the little quippy one liner, but uh, <laughs> my name is it's okay. uh, <laughs> my name is Emma Morris, and I use she her pronouns. And I also believe in Jesus, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, for those of you who listen to other shows on the Quarter Podcast Network, uh, Emma is. Uh, is Tim, Emma is Tanner's and my friend. We are all friends here. <laughs> uh, but Emma is specifically uh, my co-host on Faithful. Uh, we mm -hmm. co-host with each other. And uh, so I'm very happy, Emma, that you are that you are willing to come and watch an episode of Glee and talk about Glee with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never watched Glee. Um, the only time I ever watched Glee was when my partner Vigil was on this podcast uh, a little while yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched those episodes with them. <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you were microdosing on Glee. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, no. And then my first formative experience with Glee, when I was, like, probably in, like, middle school, I was at a church camp. Mm -hmm. And 
um, a friend or acquaintance of mine, um, we were like mm-hmm. out on the dock and we were talking and they were telling me about, and this is no judge, this is a no judgment zone. I just, I'm just, this is just a story I think about all the time where she told mm-hmm. me that she felt like God told her that she was going to have a gay friend when she graduated and went to high school and that it was like her job to be that person's friend and like, she said it was like it's totally fine that this person's gay and I can be a friends with the person who's gay because I write gay <sighs> glee fan fiction so I understand and it's fine. Did <laughs> <laughs> just out of curiosity, did did this friend fringe perhaps realize that they were not as straight as they thought? <laughs> I have not. Like I know I know that doesn't person. I know the, <laughs> I know there's plenty. Of plenty of people who write fan fiction about relationships that they are not interested in having. Mm-hmm. But, like... <laughs> I would not be surprised at all to find out that this person is not cis or not het now. I have no <laughs> idea where they are now. Um, it's either that yeah. or they're, like, a terrible bigot now. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, those those yeah. Are really are the two options. We need to fire up the Facebook machine, mm-hmm. which at this point is only exists to harvest your data and find out if the people who you were concerned about in middle school are now queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have Honestly, to Honestly, like... I, I like to think, yeah. She, she uh, realized that she was maybe not being the best ally she thought she was. <laughs> yeah. So out of curiosity, Emma, you uh you already said that you had some you 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 have had some some past knowledge and exposure to glee. Did you have any mm-hmm. prior experience with choir or like musical theater or show choir? Uh, so yeah, so um I have been in like my school's band program since middle school. Um well, I guess mm-hmm. I quit in, high, in in college, but um all through middle and high school you quit I was middle there school band and college. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and my, the band director in middle school was also the choir director and he loved the choir more than us (laughs) and he hated us. Um, (laughs) so, uh, (laughs) not a great first impression of choir. Um, but I definitely like understand that, like the brain space and I have a lot of friends who were in theater. So I was very connected to that kind of, um, Mm -hmm scene you know uh mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. in, in in high school i i had a better appreciation of singing and and how it related to music but yeah <laughs> that's that's okay that's valid mm-hmm. there i think it's a universal experience in american high schools that the the choir program and the band program or the orchestra program actually no it's mostly the choir and the band are usually at least a little bit adversaries and usually the yeah. orchestra people are just kind of like left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. They it's, are. Sw- it's because <laughs> they have to share the same wing of the school. You know, like the music mm-hmm. wing is for band kids and choir kids, but band kids don't like other people in their space, and band kids are there mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Band kids are arts jocks. That's so. I true. mean, literally, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get ripped at marching band. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you guys should have seen my legs when I was in marching band. <laughs> they were toned. It was great. <laughs> I believe it. I would. You know, if I had been in a marching band instead of just a sit-down band, I would have been buff as hell because I had a baritone, so I would have had to carry that all around. Yeah, there you go. There mm-hmm. you go. I don't know what yeah. I would have done in marching band. <laughs> 
I have to be the most fuckable person in high school band <laughs> class. <laughs> See, that the problem is that every single person in the brass section has that exact thought every single day. And you're all competing oh, with God, each I other. <laughs> I pray my brother didn't have that thought. He played trumpet. <laughs> plays trumpet. He definitely did if he played oh, trumpet. No. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Things I don't want to know. <laughs> That's just, so if, ba- if band kids are, are jocks, then trumpets are the jocks within the band kids. Mm-hmm. My brother did also play water polo through high school and college. Oh my god, then so. he absolutely he did. You're really not helping his case here. <laughs> He's a very kind person. I believe it. And you yeah, can think you, you're sexy you, and kind you, at the same time. The evidence wasn't toward him being a bad person, but it was towards <laughs> him being a bit of a meathead. <laughs> my favorite person <laughs> I knew in band... <laughs> who broke stereotypes was um, my best friend was a clarinet player and also on the football team. So you, and like all of the other clarinet players are these tiny little girls, right? Because it's like a light instrument and woodwinds mm-hmm. and everything. But he's like this mm-hmm. giant meathead who plays the tiny little clarinet. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was my favorite. I think there were a couple of crossover kids in my high school as well. Like the ones who'd be like, okay, you're on the football team. Okay, you don't have time to get changed into your band uniform, so just run out there at halftime in March. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all the percussionists are gender norm conforming as fuck. Yes. <laughs> if yes. you are a percussionist, you are gay. <laughs> There's no, you can't, it's just the way that things work. So probably. <laughs> See, here, here's the thing, is like, today, listeners, we are watching uh, season two, episode three, which is Grilled Cheeses. Uh, it was directed by Alfonso Gomez Rejon and written by Brad Falchuk, which is maybe part of why it doesn't suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, every time you guys say, this was actually a pretty good episode, it makes me laugh so much. Because I have only seen probably three episodes and I did not like this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's within the context of Glee. If you had been yeah. watching other Glee episodes, you'd be yeah. like, "Ah, oh, this this is a cool glass of water <laughs> after some stale Mountain that. Dew." Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that. I yeah yeah. And I want to give some particular recognition because I just checked the spreadsheet and Alfonso Gomez Rejon. The last episode that he directed on Glee was Laryngitis, the one where Rachel Berry was legally not allowed to speak. <laughs> so he's got a good track it. record. <laughs> so on the one hand, she barely does anything in this episode, but on the other hand, she makes up for it for, like, be- she fits an entire episode's worth of Rachel into, like, two scenes. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. So we should probably just go ahead and start the episode, huh? Let's begin it, I mean. the episode <laughs> Grilled Cheeses. Which begins with a previously on, as they all mm-hmm. do now. Well, basically, yes. here's here's the pertinent information. Finn and Kurt are kind of brothers because their parents are dating. And also, mm-hmm. Sue's older sister, Jean, has Down syndrome and she's the only person Sue respects. Except when the writers feel like she respects Will, which should, like, honestly spin a roulette wheel. Mm-hmm. Literally, flip coin. <laughs> <laughs> and the or football I guess, team thing, right? Yeah. 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 The basically like the the football team exists and Sam is the quarterback and Artie and Finn and Puck are there. And presumably also Mike are on the football team. I guess Mike was still on the football team. I don't know if Mike ever quit the football team. But no one cared. I mean probably not. No one cared about football after he put on the dance shoes. 
Because, look, Harry Shum Jr.'s talents are dancing. They're not football. (laughs) Sorry, dude. (laughs) I mean, he's probably decent at football, but, like, dancing. So do you want to talk about lunch? (laughs) Yes. So this, this starts off with Finn... He's like, oh, well, I was hungry, and my mom wasn't around, and my mom thankfully trusts me enough to make dinner by myself. Uh, because, you know, Finn, Finn is generally good kid, also he's not very smart. But he's trusted enough to use the George Foreman, and he makes himself a grilled cheese. And he's like, this George Foreman hasn't worked since I used it to try to dry my shoes. <laughs> but he makes a grilled cheese on the George Foreman, and it burns the face of Jesus into his bread. <laughs> grilled Jesus. Yep. <laughs> and that he sees it, and it brings him to God, and he is converted into Christianity in a second. Yep. <laughs> and mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> now prays to and worships this piece of bread. Which he ate half of it, but he couldn't bring himself to eat the Jesus half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finn, Finn eats half of the sandwich... Which I guess at this point means that he's technically had communion. Yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> um, we we can talk about that in the Faithful episode, too. Um, <laughs> but like, Finn, Finn is like, Dear Grilled Jesus, since you are literally the first interaction with religion that I've had because my, my mother didn't force it on me, uh, I Grilled Jesus, please help us win our football game because it would mean a lot to Artie. And then we direct cut to the football game where they win and Artie gets a touchdown. And at the end of the game, Finn goes, Thank you, Grilled Jesus! <laughs> so then... Then we have to set up the drama plot yes, for the episode. Yes, I mean, they're both kind of drama plots. The, ma- the main, the external yeah, drama um, plot. Kurt <laughs> delivers breakfast to his dad at the tire shop. Because he's like, Dad, you have to eat healthy. You're old now. And Bert is like, okay, just make sure you come to Friday night dinner. And Kurt's like, I can't. There's sing-along sound of music. It only happens once a year. Uh, and knowing that this is Kurt, he's probably one of the organizers for sing-along he's sound of music. probably the only music. one in attendance at sing-along sound of music. <laughs> I mean, he does have friends now. So I, c- I could see some of the Glee Club members showing it's, up. It's him and Rachel and Mercedes. And Brittany's also there, but she doesn't know any of the words. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They start singing the Lonely Goat Herd, and she starts singing "Wind It Up" by Gwen Stefani. Wait, what? <laughs> it samples the Lonely Goat Herd. Yeah, I did not know this. That's my cousin's yeah, that favorite song because okay. it has puppets that go, eh? <laughs> and they stick their necks up real high. <laughs> and she spent an entire weekend doing that after we showed it to her. Ah, <laughs> that's fun. And Bert has a line in there where he's like, but. But having dinner, Friday dinner is sacred. We we had, for as long as the Hummels have been a family, they have had dinner on Fridays together. And Bert's like, but I don't get to hang out with my son anymore because if we don't schedule time to see each other, we don't see each other. And I'm like, Bert! <laughs> he had a line in there about like, dinner, like having family dinner together is sacred. And he's like, the whole point of having something sacred is that it takes precedence over other things. But Kurt's like, whatever, Sound of music Dad. is more sacred than and this. leaves. <sighs> Things said moments I mean, before disaster. Here's the thing. I would have sided with Kurt if I didn't know what was coming in this episode. Yeah. <sighs> Emma, what happens next in Glee? Uh, I, this is, the next part is when uh, with Kurt's dad uh, <laughs> has a heart attack and passes out and goes to the hospital. This, I, 
the pacing of this episode was so insane to me. They were like, okay, Jesus exists and it works. And, <laughs> and this guy got converted and now this guy is in the hospital. It all happened so fast. I was not <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> Wait, hold up. We skipped a musical number. <laughs> I apologize. We, we, I, we yes, okay. cut all that out then. Finn is gay for Jesus. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone so, else take that. Sorry. So it's Glee Club and Finn's like, Mr. Shu, I have an idea for this week's <laughs> lesson. I have I have an important announcement to share with the rest of the Glee Club. And Puck's like, oh my god, he's coming out. And Finn's like, well, I suppose a man has recently come into my life, and that man is Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and it, there's like a moment here where it gets like the, the, I think it's like the archetypical, like, Rachel Berry, like <gasps> she's aghast reaction shot. She just like mugs to the camera, and that got that that gif got used yeah. so much. <laughs> the last good thing Leah Michelle left the world with. <laughs> but yeah, Finn's like I'm I'm Christian now, and I think we should all sing songs about Jesus for Glee Club. <laughs> and like. A couple of them are okay with it, because, like, hey, Mercedes and Quinn, who are friends, still are hanging out next to each other, and they're like, we are in favor of Jesus Week. But Rachel, Kurt, Artie, and Puck are skeptical, because Rachel and Rachel and Puck are Jewish, Artie's just skeptic in general, and Kurt's like, I don't believe in any kind of religion, because bigots don't, because bigots in the church aren't nice to science yeah. or women or gay people. Which yeah. is, you know valid and then puck's like i'm i'm f <laughs> I th if I, I didn't write this down but if i remember correctly he says i'm totally i'm a total jew for jesus he's my number one heeb <laughs> that, that did make me laugh um <sighs> at which point i really wish yeah. we had a jewish person on this podcast at some point to talk about this shit because factually we know that ryan murphy has never interacted with a jewish person casting diana agron does not count um but yeah and Will is like, hey, what if instead of specifically singing about Jesus, we make this episode about spirituality? Because, like, that's, you know, generic enough that everyone can kind of have access to it if they want to. And then Puck is like, I believe that spirituality is about enjoying the life that you're given. Let me sing Billy Joel at you. And Will is like, yes, good. <laughs> I approve of Billy Joel. And then Puck's like, this is a song about how Catholic girls should be hornier sooner. And Will continues to go, yes, Catholic girls do start much too late. I am going to dance now. <laughs> I, see, here's the thing. This song is fine. The performance is fine. Everyone gets up to join in the dance except for Will and Kurt and Rachel and Finn. And, but I have a lot of, I have a lot of concerns about Only the Good Die Young yeah, as a song. Yeah, like, they're, they're trying to convince you that it's a song about, you know, not being constrained by the rules of society, but in actuality, it's a song about hey. It's in in actuality, it's a song where the the, the narrator is like, my Catholic girlfriend won't put out, and that makes me sad. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm over here just literally like, okay, but like, if someone that you're dating doesn't want to have sex with you, you should respect their decision, whether it comes from a romantic point yeah. or if they're just not interested. Religion should not, well, it, it should not be something to be upset about. You have to respect people when they say, no, I don't want to have sex with you. And you don't have to yeah. write a song about it, Billy Joel. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Bert gets heart attacked. 
And Demi Lovato yeah. hadn't written that song yet, so they couldn't sing it in this episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's, I, a, it's a very, like... Go, go for it, Emma. I was just going to say, so when... Um, so I'll be honest, I watched this episode in the shower while I was getting ready this week. Um, <laughs> the wildest which, way that Glee has been watched so far on this podcast. Future guests, the bar has been set. <laughs> I was really glad my um, none of the rest of my family was home or else they would probably be pretty concerned that I was for some reason watching Glee in the shower. Like I am so into Glee now that I can't stop watching it for... 30 minutes while I'm in the shower. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, so maybe I missed some kind of context that would have made this scene clearer for me. But I like turned around and I saw that Kurt's dad had like collapsed and I thought that somehow Kurt's like breakfast was something oh, he no. was allergic to or like oh, that somehow Kurt had caused him. I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then that was not the case, thank God, but <laughs> that scared me. No, they, oh my gosh. That is that is buck wild, Emma. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bert Bert had a heart attack while he was helping a customer. And it there's some there's some fun camera work here. Cause it, it kind of like rotates around as like Bert is like collapsed on the floor and the customer's trying to help him. And then it kind of like camera angle spins around as like over Emma running through the hallway at school. Yeah. Because like Bert's had a heart attack. And, and she, go- she, she's doing like the damsel run because she's in her heels. Yeah. She does the hoity toity run. Yep. And she goes to Will first and then they get Kurt out of class and then they drive him to the hospital. Because they hadn't yet uh, headcanoned Anne Hathaway as Will's, uh, not not as Will's, they hadn't yet headcanoned Anne Hathaway as Kurt's gay aunt to be there to take her nephew to the hospital. <laughs> oh, oh, the season two and three whatifery of Glee. Yeah. But yeah, um, Bert's in the hospital, and they're, they're there for quite a while before the doc the doctor or like the nurse practitioner or something comes out to tell them that hey Bert's Bert is stable, but we don't know what we don't know what the heart attack has done. And it's he's comatose and we don't know the lack of oxygen, what kind of effects mm-hmm. that'll have. Mm-hmm. So they go to see him and Kurt asks to be alone and he tries talking to his dad and he's like, Dad, if you can hear me, just squeeze my hand. But there's no mm-hmm. squeeze. Mm-hmm. And time for some good old fashioned uh, mood whiplash because what's what does Finn do next? <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful grilled cheeses! Because clearly you work because you granted my wish, and I don't know if you're like a genie. I would, <laughs> I would like you to let Rachel, let her wait, hang on, let let me touch Rachel's boobs. <laughs> I think Finn says, like, oh, cheesy lord. <sighs> but yes, Finn has now prayed for the second time in his life. <laughs> and then the next scene is, like, the Glee Club enters, and Kurt's already there, and they, like, give Kurt hugs, and they're like, sorry to hear about your dad, it's terrible. 
Brittany mm-hmm. gives him the book report that she did on heart attacks, which she got Dr. Lettergrade on because she wrote it in crayon. Yeah. <laughs> and then Finn comes storming into the glee room. He's like, Kurt, your dad's in the hospital! And Kurt's like, yes, I know this. And Finn is like, but I didn't know about it, and I had to overhear people talking about it in gym class. And your- and our parents are dating. Why didn't I know? And Kurt's like, well, it's not super high on my list of priorities right now, bud. But Finn's like, he's the closest thing I'll ever have to a dad. And he was hoping that, like, this would make them family, kind of, sort of. And Kurt doesn't say anything, but he does take the heart attack book report off the seat so that Finn can sit. But then Finn tries to be like, bro shoulder, and Kurt's like, no. No bro shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Emma, do you want to take the next scene? Do you remember what happens next in the scene? I am I am no longer confident in my <laughs> chronological memory of this episode, okay. so I'd rather well, you take the Okay, then the if, if, if any of us say anything that you're like, wait a second, I remember some bullshit about this scene, just hop in. Yeah, yeah please feel free to. Yep, mm-hmm. So, so Mercedes gets up and she's like, Mr. Shu, I've been trying to think of something to say to Kurt and I can't think of something to say to Kurt. I have to sing it to Kurt because this is glee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Valid. And so she, I, go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm sure this is like normal now, now that you've watched, you know, two seasons of glee, but like, uh, it's, it bothers me every time that um the teacher comes in and he's like, okay, class, so today, and then someone's like, actually, I'd like to sing a song. And I'm like, how much time do you guys have? <laughs> Can you just like yeah. waste time like that all the time? <laughs> time doesn't yeah, exist in I generally don't know how much time and when these happen. And the, at a certain point, I feel like the it's a whole class. They get a whole period for Glee, I think. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't under, I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> it could be something along the lines of like, this is a class and an extracurricular. Mm-hmm. So, like, they get rehearsal space, but then they also have, like, after-school practice and yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. That that makes sense. It's, mm-hmm. Can I just say, it's as, as someone who is writing Glee fanfic, it is such a pain trying to fit the chrono- chron- chronology <laughs> of when rehearsals take place into things. And they have to be like, it's been three mm-hmm. days since this last happened, but we're going to act like it was last seen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but also it's Glee. And they're teenagers. Yeah. Emotions are at 11. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so as to your comment, Emma, it, it becomes a lot more prevalent this season. People, like, interrupting Mr. Shu, like, actually, Mr. Shu, I'm here to sing a completely different song to the topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in favor <laughs> like, of people. What can I do about Schuster? it? Do? It's true. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, Mercedes gets up and she's like, hey, I would like to sing to Kurt, please. And she asks for Quinn and Tina to help her out. And I'm over here. I'm like, friends! (laughs) And she sings a song called I Look to You. And my note over here is just absolutely yes, Amber. Because, hey, did you know that Amber Riley is a phenomenal singer? Mm -hmm. I zoned out during the song on account of... I I zoned out during like all the two songs this episode because... I only cared about two songs. It's listen. I'm. We'll get into this more in faithful, yeah. but I am not religious, and so when the, the religious mm-hmm. songs about religious religion are happening, I just kind of tune out and I go play some Twenty Forty Eight. Yeah. <laughs> or I put or I put <laughs> it at okay. the episode at double speed, and I pretend it's like I turn to you Nightcore remix. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I have notes for this stuff. Um. 
basically like I look to use a song about you know like like pr- like praying for aid when praying for aid when you like are out of resources and down on your luck and when you don't feel like you can go on and stuff you pray for you in this case literally like I look to you God for help um Kurt it Kurt like kind of spends a whole up like the song just kind of like tearing up and stuff and they end it on once again just the absolutely baffling like extremely close up face on shots of Kurt and Mercedes and <laughs> Kurt's basically like thanks for singing it to me I still don't believe in Jesus because my air quotes here Christians hate gay people and the whole and club is scandalized like how can you not believe in God it's like even the people who aren't yeah. super religious are like what not believing they've never heard of atheism before yeah and like the scene gets wrapped up with kurt saying something to the effect of like i appreciate your thoughts but i don't want your prayers and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a very teenage atheist thing to say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it and also i want to make a note here that uh mercedes's outfit in this episode was very good she looked great <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no i this was my first the first scene where i was like yelling at the screen i'm like what (laughs) this is stupid um where Mm -hmm. like first not to mention that like not two three scenes ago kurt literally said like yeah i don't believe in god and nobody said anything and then he said it again this time after a song and they were like that didn't convert you (laughs) what that's crazy that's that's glee baby also (laughs) yeah and he also brings up the Russell's teapot analogy, though he expands on it, because uh, I think it's Merce- no, it's either Mercedes or Quinn who says you can't prove there's no God, and Kurt says you also can't prove that there's not a teapot floating around the dark side of the moon inhabited by a dwarf that reads romance dolls and shoots lightning out of its boobs, but it seems pretty unlikely, doesn't it? And Brittany at the side is God an evil dwarf? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of my like dislike of that scene and and other scenes like it in this episode will get in more in depth and faithful but i just it Mm -hmm. (laughs) continues to be a theme where people are just like i just don't understand why a gay person wouldn't be comfortable around christianity it just doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) yeah never and no not learning from that at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah anyway the next scene is uh sue talking to principal figgins and they she Sue tells Will, like, Figgins doesn't disbar him from it, but Sue tells Will, you can't sing about Jesus, separation of church and state. And and they're like, basically, you can't talk about religion in a public school in the state of Ohio in 2010. <laughs> yeah, and to his credit, uh, Figgins does say that the kids should be free to explore whatever religions and religious feelings they have. And Sue says, but they can't do it mm-hmm. during school hours. <sighs> uh, next scene is Rachel and Rachel and Finn hang out in his bedroom. And she goes to Finn and she tells him, Finn, by the time that when, when I have kids after I'm older than 25 and I've already won three Tonys, I want my kids to be raised in the Jewish faith. And Finn is like, "Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't care that much about religion unless it's <laughs> unless it's grilled cheeses. Sure, they can wear their hats and eat that salty orange stuff that goes on bagels." Okay, 
It, it's, it's worse than that. Because Rachel doesn't just say she wants them raised in Jewish faith. She says, I, w- I want to... She says, both of my dad's peoples were slaves at one point. And I need to be sure that my children yeah! will be free to worship in the way that I decide is right. Yeah! <laughs> just every word she said was worse than the last one. <laughs> yup. I say again, Ryan Murphy has never met a real-life Jewish person. No. He's never met someone real life who takes their Jew- who who takes their Jewish again, face Ra- seriously. Diana Egon doesn't count because I'm sure at some point she would have said something, and Ryan's like, "I can't hear you over my witticisms." <laughs> Diana, we're so sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Diana, Dan Egon said it's fine. I'll just make Shiva baby in like ten years. <laughs> there you go. I'll make a movie that's explicitly about the Jewish faith. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the next crossover. We watch Shiva baby. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um. Anyway, Fid is like, yeah, sure, it's fine, whatever, I don't care, and and then Rachel is like, let's sit on the bed, and and then they, and it's funny because like they they start kissing on Finn's bed, but the, Finn is so tall they can't fit on the bed at the same time. <laughs> Finn is too tall <laughs> for his like, own bed. He's like half lying on the. He's like he's like kind of like draped over the edge of the bed, like his feet are on the floor still. <laughs> oh wait, wait, hang on, no, wait. This would have to be Rachel's bed because Finn now lives with Bert and Kurt. No, he. D- I I don't think so. I think he still lives. Did they unmove out? They st- Did they separate again maybe, after Finn said a slur? Maybe they unmoved out in sense of like respecting like the fact that hey, we have two teenage boys who need their spaces to be separate because they have lots of feelings. Maybe Finn will just move into like the attic or something. Maybe that's possible, but <laughs> it, I I don't th- we know it's not Rachel's room because nothing in there was pink. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there wasn't her stairmaster with the motivation of Glee Nationals t- taped up in front of it. <laughs> Anyway, Rachel is like, yes, I will let you touch my boob. And Finn just, like, looks up and thinks, thank you, girl Jesus. No, he says it out loud, but Rachel does not hear this. Oh, no. (laughs) Why are teenage boys like this? Um, Because he didn't have a full lunch, and so he's lightheaded and delirious. True. So... So Sue is trying to use Brittany and Santana as a way into the club, and Santana's like, no, we're actually sad about Bert being in the hospital. And Brittany's like, I make her a card about how heart attacks are from loving too much. Oh, Brittany. And Santana says, Kurt doesn't like all the religious stuff. And Sue's like, aha, a scapegoat. And then Kurt's like, excuse me, you want me to be a scapegoat? And she's like, yes, if you complain to the school board that Will is proselytizing too much, then we can have that lesson in the club shut down. And he's like, hmm. And then we have what's honestly like a pretty decent scene with Sue Sylvester for once. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sue gets to have a character scene of genuine character every three episodes. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, and this one, it's Emma storming into the office saying, like, Sue, why did you block Jesus from Glee Club? Well, more specifically, it's why did you use Kurt as a pawn to block Jesus from Glee Club? Yeah. And, and she's like, Sue, why are you like this? And Sue's like, actually, for some reason, I trust you and like you enough to to actually tell you my backstory. (laughs) (laughs) And basically, it's like, uh, Sue is like, my growing up my sister was my biggest hero 
and I loved her and I love her very much. And then I noticed that people were being mean to her because of oh because of something because of something because of the way that she is and because they didn't like that about her. And so I prayed for her to get better and she didn't get better. And then I prayed harder and then she still didn't get better. And Emma is like, okay. And then Sue points out the fact that some people think that if everyone does not worship the same way that they do or worship the same faith that they do, then other people are going to hell. And she's like, well, well, Emma is like, well, you know what? Let's agree to disagree on the point of religion. And Sue is like, well, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, it is a good scene. Get out of my office. <laughs> Basically, like Emma calls Sue out for using Kurt as a pawn in her beliefs. And Emma or Sue points out that the Glee Club doing all the Jesus singing at him is basically the same thing. So let's focus on what's mm -hmm. important. He might lose his dad. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I guess that's fine. Yeah. And then in the next scene, turns out that Kurt really did make the complaint. And so they can't sing about God during school hours. And Kurt is just happy that he doesn't have to <laughs> hear everyone sing about God all the time when his dad's still in a coma. So clearly there isn't one. His words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, like, immediately turns on him, too. They're like, thanks, Kurt. Yeah. And it's like, I was gen Like, you have to understand, I was so uncomfortable that I complained to the school board because, mm -hmm. like, because mm -hmm. she told me to. Like, you have to understand how uncomfortable I must have been if I made that decision. Yeah. Yeah. And and w Will is like, wait, Tanner, did I say that Will was like, y'all go stop don't be don't be mean to Kurt I, about this yeah will will's like hey it's not kurt's fault that laws exist okay. to separate laws exist to stop this very thing from happening and i know we're probably shocked that it's happening in ohio that and that the law said don't be so jesus-y yeah <laughs> yeah <sighs> and then the next scene is another scene of finn praying to grilled jesus this time he's brought the sandwich with him to school and to the football locker room in specific. And he says, Dear Grilled Jesus, please let me be quarterback again. And and he's praying out loud, because I guess Finn hasn't learned that he can speak to himself and pray in his own head. But how else is Grilled Jesus um, going to hear him? <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> and then Puck comes over and Finn's like, you didn't just hear me praying to a sandwich, did you? And Puck's like, no. <laughs> And then Puck's like, I actually went to Temple this past weekend with my with my grandma, and we specifically were trying to pray for Bert's health because I feel really bad for Kurt. And Finn's over here like, <sighs> damn, I used up all my three my three grilled cheeses wishes and stupid <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's time for another. For another thing in the campaign to just make Leah Michelle Bar the new Barbara Streisand 2.0. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what it, really it is. It really is. She's, <laughs> she and Finn are outside. She's gonna sing Papa Can You Hear Me from Yentl because when Yentl sang it in Yentl, she was outside. Yentl, a movie written and directed and produced and starring Barbara Streisand. Yes. <laughs> and I have to double check. It came out, it came out in 83 
Barbara Streisand was how old were you in '83? I'm guessing she like was 30, 41 in '83, and like she that. is playing like a college-aged boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I guess at this point, by 1983, Barbara Streisand had all the clout she would ever need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now she's just trying to all get it back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Rachel is like, I have a song that I'm going to sing, and the song is Papa Can You Hear Me from the movie Yentl. And like, it's fine. The song is fine. At this point, anytime Leah Michelle is singing a, like a, a Broadway standard, it just kind of devolves into Leah Michelle sounding bush. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it cut between them like on this date at nighttime singing prayer songs and then into uh, Bert's hospital room. Uh, where Rachel, Quinn, Finn, Carol, and Mercedes are, like, they have a candle lit, and they're all, like, kind of, like, praying over Bert in turns and stuff. And Rachel is, you know, like, singing this song, and she, like, she, like, pats Bert's head, and, like, Rachel, he's not your dad. Yeah, he'll never be your dad. (laughs) Yeah. And And go for it, Tanner. uh, Kirk comes in, and he's angry, like, why are you all praying at my father? And Mercedes is like, well, we're all different religions and dominations, so we're pretty sure that if we take turns, one of us will hit something, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mentally am thinking, okay, so Rachel's Jewish, and then I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Quinn's Catholic, so Mercedes is probably Protestant, and Finn is Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like that I, I don't know exactly what, we don't know exactly what Quinn's denomination is. She might just be like straight up Christian. Wait, there's just a vanilla Christian? Yeah. There's there's a lot of different flavors of Christian. <laughs> Fuck, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and my my note here was: Could this have been a Kurt song? You know, I probably would have appreciated could- it better if it was Kurt. But unfortunately, Kurt has a better song in the episode. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Chris Colfer didn't sign a contract saying I will only I I will be the only one allowed to do Barbara Streisand songs. <laughs> I mean, he kind of does a Barbara Streisand song later. Is it this season? Kind of. Kind of technically, sort of. I don't know. But he gets all the Madonna. Um, Most of the Madonna. Good for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Kurt is like, I need you all to leave the room, please, because I brought in an acupuncturist. An, an acupuncturist, I'll say that correctly. An actual puncturist. Uh, yes. Kurt, Kurt brought in an actual puncturist uh, to try and help with, to see if that would help with, like, increase, like, neural activity and stuff. And Finn, being Finn... A well, because acupuncturist boy. is Sikh, and so she's got a turban yeah, on. Yeah, so she's wearing the, you know, the turban and stuff. And Finn is like, oh, I didn't know you wanted us to pray in Muslim. And the acupuncturist is like, no, I'm a Sikh. And thankfully, thank God, that's all that was made of it. <laughs> and Muslims will never be mentioned on Glee again. <laughs> Which um, honestly might be for the better, considering the the pattern we're setting. Yup. <laughs> and as as everyone like files out of the room they were like kurt we're just trying to help and carol is like see that's the thing about friends is like even if you don't ask for help they try to help anyway and kurt's like i don't have time to think about anyone else besides myself and my dad right now <laughs> which i think which is, is super fair <laughs> fair yeah. yeah and like i think my thing too about this whole scene is like 
I really have a hard time finding Kurt in the wrong for almost anything that he does in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, they didn't have to, like, go into the hospital bed and, like, touch his dad's, like, forehead or whatever. Like, they didn't have to get into Kurt's space where he's trying to feel, like, with his, mm-hmm. like, be comfortable with his dad. They didn't have to invade that space with something that obviously makes him really uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did. And they were like, we're mm-hmm. just trying to help. And it's like, well, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> I think you just need to let Kurt do this the way he needs to. Yeah. And it's time for the monkey's paw to curl. Yes. <laughs> the monkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene is uh, football time. And they're like calling out plays. And Sam, Sam, who is the nice quarterback guy. You don't, you don't really know Sam yet, Emma. He's a good boy. <laughs> Okay, I believe it. Um, <laughs> but uh, Sam is like, "Let's do, let's do this play." And Finn is like, "No, this other guy's been doing something the whole time. He's been cheating right all night, so you should go left." Yeah. And uh, and and Sam is and Sam is like, "I don't know about that." And Finn's like, "I'm the only one who's ever led us to victory." And Sam's like, "Okay, fine, I guess." And they do a they do a play, and Coach Beast is like, "That's not that's not what I told you to do." And then uh, Sam gets hit and gets his shoulder dislocated. And surprise, Finn Klingon promotion. You are now the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and Coach Beast yells at him for it. <laughs> well, S- Sam's like, "That guy came out of nowhere," and Coach Beast is like, "Yeah, he was cheating right all night. I don't know why he went left. I guess it was just bad luck." And Finn's like, "Oh no, Jesus." <laughs> Oh, yeah. And the next the next day at Glee, Will is like, Hey, everybody, let's congratulate Finn on being quarterback. And then Puck, like, nags him about it. <laughs> it's, it's almost worse because he goes, Bad news, guys, Bert is still in a coma. But Finn's a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. And then Kurt's like, Okay, I finally decided to sing about something about my feelings in this episode. And he has this story that he tells about, like, when my mom was being was being buried, I wanted my dad to say something to comfort me, but all my dad didn't know what to say either. So he just he just squeezed my hand and he says, I miss I, I knew those like his hands were a comfort and I miss holding my dad's hand. So now I'm going to sing. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> it, and it's like it's the arrangement from across the universe. Oh, is it? And it's. And, yeah. Well, because I want to hold your hand, like, initially, it's like, it's a happy love song. Mm-hmm. Oh, please, say to me, I want to hold your man, then please, say to me. Yeah, basically, that's it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I was like, <laughs> I ran out of lyrics. <laughs> yeah, but this, this one is, because the Across the Universe version is like, it's sad because it's a girl with a crush on another girl in the 60s. And so she's like, I want to hold your hand, but I can't because we're both girls. <sighs> and and then this one is Kurt. I want to hold your hand, but I can't because you're in a coma. Yes. <laughs> and we get flashbacks to young Kurt, who mm-hmm. I have to double check who this actor is because this actor Adam is Colkin. At and he this kid Adam Colkin is the spitting image of Chris mm-hmm. Colfer, like age ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally, let me see the picture of. I have to show this picture to Emma. Please. 
And it's it it's a very fun like it's a very fun and heartwarming scene. Cause it's all you know, like, hey, look at like it's Kurt remembering the good times of like his childhood with Bert and stuff. And it's fun because there he like gets taught how to ride a bicycle by Bert, and then Kurt hosts a uh, a little tea party for Bert, and like, no, you have to raise your pinky up in this way. <laughs> but it's it's very cute. Bert's a good dad, everyone. Um, and it kind of like intercuts as well with like everyone in Glee being like, oh no. I have feelings now. I'm so sorry, Kurt. <laughs> uh, where do we go next? Oh, also, I got choked up during the scene. Oh, yeah, we're all crying during the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. There's the picture of Chris Colfer and baby Kurt. What? That's crazy. They have, like, the same smile and the same nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wild. Oh, and also in the flashbacks, uh, Baby Kurt looks like uh, Baby Eleventh Doctor cosplay. <laughs> He's got his little bow tie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, where do we go from here, Tanner? Um, after that, Mercedes goes up to Kurt and she's like, Kurt, I Ooh, that song is beautiful scene. and I, I'm so glad you share it with us. And I, I totally understand why you don't believe in God. Anyways, do you want to come to church with me? Well, she she, she like kind of like talks to him because she's like, I, I I know that you're going through a lot right now, um, but I feel like you are really just kind of like closing yourself in and like you're not letting you're like you I don't know how to talk to you because you are closing yourself off emotionally from everything around you. And as your friend, I want to support you. And she also s- says something about like you're closing yourself to opportunities, meaning you're closing yourself to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I really, 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 really hated this scene. <laughs> yeah. It, ooh, I'm sure we'll get into it more in Faithful. I've been keeping a lot of my thoughts to, to I'm like, oh, no, that's going to be better for Faithful. But um, <laughs> it just, it is wild to me. Like, because I feel like the show has not shown Kurt being closed off to anything except people's religious advances on him <laughs> and into his personal space. Mm-hmm. And so when she's like, I feel like you are, like, it's hard for me to talk to you because you're not accepting these advances i'm making on you that are making you uncomfortable it's like no duh it's so (laughs) infuriating to me and then and then kurt's like you know what you're right (laughs) i have been in the wrong and i've been the asshole in this situation somehow he apologizes for pushing his friends away but he doesn't apologize for his beliefs be- because mm-hmm. the, yeah. it is mm-hmm. that's good mercedes does make a comment how like you're pushing us away we just want to help and kurt's like you're right i should have let you in more and mercedes like great now mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. god <laughs> and she basically <laughs> has to bribe him to yeah. go to her church by saying he gets to wear a fabulous hat and he's like well i do like a fabulous yep. hat <laughs> oh but yeah time for a confessional scene that i feel like could have been done in an actual church <laughs> except for the fact that i think ryan murphy refused to do that on principle <laughs> uh no i mean we can get into it more with faithful uh, but I th- ryan murphy has a, mm-hmm. a, a, a odd relationship with religion but let's get into that later yeah mm-hmm. um in this scene it's basically finn he goes to emma and he says emma 
I, I I caused Sam to be hurt because I prayed I prayed to grilled I found religion in grilled Jesus and I prayed for three things I prayed to win football games I prayed to touch Rachel's boobs and I prayed to be quarterback and then Sam got hurt and I think it was my fault and I'm I'm so sorry and I want to make things right and Emma's like well for one thing you weren't in charge of the you weren't you weren't the reason why Sam got hurt the linebacker who was 23 and still playing in high school and also doing steroids and got expelled is the reason why Sam yeah. got hurt and you're winning and football games because you fin- have a competent coach and Rachel let you touch her boobs because you had an emotional conversation before that or at least she she Rachel thought that you were having an emotional conversation Rachel's emotions are different from other people's emotions <laughs> very true very true blue and orange um, and Finn is like, and Rach- Emma is like, you look disappointed. And Finn's like, well, yeah, I thought that God and I had something special going on. <laughs> and Emma is like, well, God works in mysterious ways. And uh, the the question of whether or not God is like specifically interacting with you is a is a big question, and lots of people struggle with that, including myself. And Finn is like, hmm, I need to sing about it first. <laughs> so so Finn, so Finn sings a song. He sings Losing My Religion by R.E.M. But that's a song mm-hmm. about a breakup. Finn is breaking up with God. He's breaking up with the sandwich. <laughs> life mm-hmm. is bigger than you, sandwich. Yes. And life is bigger than you, my friend slash pseudo-brother, pseudo-stepbrother Kurt, who is sitting at a chair in the library being <laughs> depressed. I, I, so I, I'll be honest, I mostly zoned out for the musical numbers because it's difficult Fair. for me to pay attention to them, but I did Valid. zone back in right as, in, in this song specifically, right as it was like losing my religion, and it was like a shot of Kurt crying <laughs> in a chair, and I'm like, are you really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have, oh, oh manzies. Yeah. And I would like to now bring up a point that I've had I've had set as a reminder in my phone for oh since oh we started doing the podcast, which was I think they should have saved losing my religion to be a Quinn song in the future. Maybe I'm not sure if Quinn would have sang it as well because it sounds very good from Finn. That's true. It is a good match yeah. for Corey Monteith's voice. I just feel like emotionally, it it would have felt more coming from one of the characters who actually has previously that, been that shown to true. be religious. <laughs> um, I, my favorite thing about this song is that based on like the reactions of the club, everyone knows that this is not a song that's literally about losing my religion, but they've also accepted that Finn looked at the title and just decided this is the song about mm-hmm. what I'm going through and didn't even think about the lyrics or the context or anything. And so they're reacting to it in that way instead of saying, hey, Finn, mm-hmm. the song isn't even about religion. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Look, they, they they know that Finn takes things at face value. Exactly. And the when the song is done, Tina and Mercedes are like, okay, so we're not allowed to sing songs about faith, but we can sing songs about losing our faith. And Will is like, oh my god. And, and Finn is like, you know what? I don't know if I believe in God anymore. And Kurt's like, hmm. Anyway, it's time to go to church. <laughs> Take Kurt to church. He's a boy <laughs> with a hat, and he's going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he hopes the genuflections to the flying spaghetti monster don't take too long. Mm-hmm. Because the acupuncturist is going to be coming back. I cannot say that word correctly today. 
Kurt says that he can't be at the church for too long because the acupuncturist mm-hmm. is uh, going to be going back to uh, the hospital to help treat Bert and stuff. And Mercedes is like, is that is that is that helping? And Kurt's like, no, not yet. And she's like, okay, you sit here. I got to go sing with the choir. <laughs> and something we forgot to mention earlier is that, like, Mercedes had, um, like, so there's this thing with church where you can, like, say, like, oh, we'd like to set an intention for the prayers and we'd like to, like, offer the service up for someone. Mm-hmm. And so Mercedes uh, asked and got permission for her church to offer this particular service up for Bert's uh, healing from the heart attack and stuff. And so she introduces this next number by kind of t- saying, like, like, Kurt, I respect that you don't believe in, in God and Jesus, even though I do. Um, but you, you, you should believe in something. Because she literally says, you gotta believe in something. Something more than you can touch, taste, or see. Because life is too hard to go through it alone, without something to hold on to, and without something that's sacred. Tying back... To the first conversation that Bert and Kurt had. See, Glee can do it sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a very good song. Yeah, they do sing Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Mm Mm-hmm. And Amber Riley sounds like a baby. She sounds very young when she's singing this. (laughs) In the the higher range. I'm like, look, I know know Amber Riley was one of the younger actors on Glee, but she sounds like 16. Yeah, that's true. Um, and Kurt definitely seems more receptive to this song. I'm I'm thinking it's because like the first song Mercedes sang was like, uh, like it, the first song Mercedes sang was "God is so cool" and I'm going to turn to Him when I need Him. And mm-hmm. this song is more like why I do it and what I get out of it. And Kurt's like, okay, mm-hmm. so so here here's the emotions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's it's really cute too because the like at in the church like Kurt is I don't think he's specifically sitting with like Mercedes's family or anything. No, he just abandoned um, him to be the only sit- white boy in this all black church, which is just also a funny image. Not not <laughs> not not the only one. There was it was not an exclusively oh. black church. Oh, I, there were I, other I people there I didn't as well. See anyone. I think they were in like the okay. front row or something. You know, white people mm. they got to be in the front. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. That's Ryan. Uh, yeah. Um, Ryan, yes. Um, but it's nice because there's a nice lady next to Kurt and, you know, like Mercedes was like pointing at Kurt and stuff when she was singing. So everyone knows this is my friend whose dad is sick. And it's really nice because the, the lady like holds Kurt's hand and stuff and he's like, people, people can be comforting. <laughs> and he st- and like she helps him to stand up as they all kind of do, you know, like the clap along and stuff and they applaud at the end for Mercedes. And Kurt's like, you know what? That was good. That was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after that, we cut to Sue playing checkers with Jean in Jean's care home. Mm-hmm. And Sue asks Jean, mm-hmm. or well, first Jean's like, Sue, you're letting you in. And Sue's like, oh, yeah, okay, I am. Hey, do you believe in God? And Jean's like, yeah, do you? And Sue's like, no, because he never helped mm-hmm. us. And Jean's like, okay, but I'll pray for you anyway. God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. God yeah. never makes mistakes. And I got choked up again because Jean, because when... When Jean is like, Sue, do you want me to, like, Sue, do you want me to pray for you? And Sue's like, yeah, that'd be nice. And I was like, oh no, I'm having, I'm having tears about Sue <laughs> Sylvester. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just so sweet and so genuine. And I'm not used to having that happen in association with someone whose last name is <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> and then... 
Kurt is at Bert's bedside and he talks to him about like the first Friday night dinner after mom passed, Bert tried to make the chicken and like it was looking so good. Then they cut into it. It was completely Mm -hmm. raw. And then they all just burst out laughing and then they stopped because they weren't sure if they were allowed to yet. And basically that Mm -hmm. Kurt still doesn't believe in God, but he like in hindsight, he did appreciate Mm -hmm. the friends coming to pray at Bert, which that one's still, hmm. um, (laughs) And then he says, I don't... He, he he appreciated that they were trying to help in yeah. ways that they thought would help. And he says, I don't believe in God, but I believe in us. I believe that the two of us can support each other and get each other through things. Um, so mm-hmm. I just really need you to like wake up and squeeze my hand. And then Bert does do the squeeze hand. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. all crying. I teared up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like, and Kurt like like lifts up his like Bert's hand. And he's like, Nurse Nancy or whoever the attending is. And like we see like Bert like squeezing Kurt's hand again. And like, oh Bert. <laughs> anyway, it's time for a J.C. Penny <laughs> cover shoot. <laughs> yeah, damn, bro. What if God was one of us? <laughs> it, it it's it's the song One of Us, and it's. Just everyone in white shirts and jeans, and they just kind of sing in the auditorium. Finn looks conflicted, but everyone else is like, it's like Tanner said, it's like, what if God was one of us? And like, Sue comes in the back of the auditorium and sits by Will, and Will's like, are you gonna, are you gonna report me to the, to the religion police, Sue? And she's like, nah. And then it's intercut with Finn eating grilled cheeses, a sandwich which is at this point at least a week old. But at the same time, it was probably also Velveeta, and that shit keeps for forever. And he did have it, like, wrapped in cellophane <laughs> and everything, and it seemed to, like, he... be mostly in the fridge, except when he brought it to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really nervous that it was gonna, like, by the end of it... Like the sandwich is gonna be all like gross and moldy or something. Mm-hmm. And be like wow, like <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess this isn't something I should base my religion on—a sandwich I made three days ago. Three I should, days. I shouldn't three base my days. Three days old. <laughs> you, they, and after the third day, they opened the fridge and the sandwich was gone. <laughs> and Paul denied he ever ate the sandwich. <laughs> oh, also, before I forget, the, 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 the grilled cheeses had a note on it that said, do not eat. And so I'd like to propose that grilled cheeses be our dead dove, do not eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I expected. S- Cinematic parallels. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but I think that's the that's the episode. Yeah, that's that's it for Glee, but that's not it for us because we have to figure out mm-hmm. what <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Emma, you're the guest. What was what song yes. do you want to give a gold star to? What was the best? Um, I think I liked Bridge Over Troubled Water the best. That's the nice. one I would give a star to. Mm-hmm. Nice. What about you, Tanner? I'm going to go with I Want to Hold Your Hand, though I will say that Losing My Religion is a close second, just mainly because I like Corey's voice. Mm-hmm. Valid. How about you, Christina? Uh, I think I also have to give my my uh, my vote to um, Bridge Over Troubled Water, 
because it was just very good. Although I also would like to give honorary second places to I Want to Hold Your Hand and Losing My Religion, because they were both also good. Yeah. This episode had some good yeah, songs. Yeah, the songs were good. It's just <laughs> I, I only cared about, like, two or three of them. Yeah. Valid. Um, all right. Emma, what was your gold star moment? Not a singing moment. Oh, hmm. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know why that caught me so off guard. No, it's okay. I was expecting to have to think about a good thing happening in Glee. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was a part that I, I did like. Um, I think it was just the whole scene at the end with mercedes like in church like uh saying like you know dedicating the service to kurt and Mm -hmm. uh his family i like that scene the best i think nice that's a good one um what about you mine would be the scene with kurt and bert like at the end where kurt says i believe in us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how about you christina uh, I'm going to do a cop-out <laughs> and say uh, the whole thing except for Rachel Berry. <laughs> That's fair. Can I, Okay, so can I guess that your slushy moment is Rachel Berry? I I actually think that my, like, I, since it sounds like I'm doing my slushy first, uh, my slushy's actually going to be Sue Sylvester saying, you can't even talk about religion in school. You can't talk about any kind of beliefs in school that is not believing in Sue Sylvester. <laughs> because, like, the, the, the way that the, the way that things get confused and stigmatized and, like, and, like, demonized is by not talking yeah. about them. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it's, even if what you're going to be saying is, like, it's fine. I don't, I don't follow yeah. it, but it's fine. Like, that's still important to be able to say. Mm. My slushy moment is when Rachel says, my dads were both slaves, so my kids need to follow the religion that I decide on. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. What about you, Emma? What would you uh, like to I... strike from the face of existence? Just drench it in corn syrup. <laughs> um, I Maybe this is a little bit of a cop-out as well, but like... There were multiple scenes where uh, people just refused to acknowledge, like, uh, mm-hmm. anything bad that the church has done and why Kurt would be uncomfortable with it or acknowledge yeah! that he's uncomfortable so with it. So just the proselytizing? Just every one of those scenes. <laughs> yeah. I, which, like, if there had just been one scene where they were like, man, the church is bad, but not all churches are like that or not all people in the church want to mm-hmm. hurt you or whatever. Like, just acknowledging it a little bit would have helped, but they just never did. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, good news, everyone. I was able to spell proselytizing right on the first try. Hell yeah. <laughs> S- signed somebody who couldn't say acupuncturist. <laughs> All right, so if that's the end of most of the episode, then all that's left to say mm-hmm. is that loser like Wait, me. Real, oh, okay, real quick, yes. yeah. Emma, you're the guest. You oh, get yeah. to talk about yes. where are you going to be found on the internet. It's Anything true. you want to shout out? Yeah, or promote? sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my name is uh, Emmeline Morris. You can find me primarily on Twitter at of hauntings. Um. I just graduated 
uh, college Yee! the other Yee! weekend. Woo! Yay! Woo! We're grown now. And I have a graphic design degree that I am looking for <laughs> something to do with. <laughs> um, so if you need a graphic designer, a freelancer, or you have a physician or anything, my portfolio is at emmeline.design. Um, and I am currently looking for work, so that would be great. Sweet. <laughs> um... And also, as we mentioned, you're the co-host on Faithful. Yes. So, and yes. stay tuned for that, because this is only side A of this episode. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is interested in uh, <laughs> listening to us talk about, like, more of the faith and religion aspects of this episode of Glee, uh, hop on over to the Faithful feed, um, where I don't know, actually, when, how the episodes are going to align. So you might hear the Faithful episode first. I, we'll figure it out. We, we should try to align them in, in the order of recording so that it comes out after the Glee episode. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> um, all right. But anyway. anyway. Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network, and we can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice. If we can't be found there, let us know, and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter and through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. Um, next time, it's no guests. It's just the two of us. We can podcast if we try. Just the two of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned for that in about two weeks. Um, Emma, do you know how we end the show? I do not. I count down from three, and then we say, and that's what you missed on Glee. Okay, great. is disgusting. Three, two, one... And, and that's, that's what, what you, you missed, missed on Glee. Glee. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christina gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser like me. <laughs> My god, I think that was incredibly in sync. <sighs> also, Christina, was that you saying, My god, my hair's disgusting? Yes. Okay, just checking.